Welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences, navigating adulthood, and what we learned along the way. We invite you to join our weekly conversations while we create our own blueprints on this amazing journey and hope some of the lessons we learned can help you. Here are my co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hey everybody, it's your girl Sunny D here to brighten up your day. I'm a new business owner transitioning from corporate America. And frankly, I can't trust anybody that don't like tacos. Hey friends, I'm Nay. I'm so excited to share and grow with y'all. I'm a full-time wife, full-time mommy, and part-time employee. Nutella is my love language. This is your girl, Nakai, and I am your host on Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here, and I love brownies and seaweed. So let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to Where's My Blueprint Podcast. So happy to celebrate each and every one of you and our listeners. We also send a special thanks out to all the parents this month. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to work, feed, listen, play, raise these little humans. We give you all the flowers, the candy, and the love. So we are doing a mini series on parenting and really diving into this topic. But before we start, a word from our sponsor. Hello, friends, and welcome. This episode is brought to you by Divine Timing, your one-stop shop for all things adulting. Adulting, not parenting, but that's okay. You can find all of the products on the website at fearforme.com. Get your journals, your planners. Everything is downloadable. So it'll go instant instantly to your device and you guys can put in the code wmb22 at checkout and save 22 percent on the whole website guys you know we start each week off with a quote for the week today's quote is your children will become what you are so be what you want them to be and that is by gecko and fly lettuce what are your thoughts you said gecko and i instantly thought the insurance commercial but that's just because that's how my brain works <laughs> Ma'am, ma'am. I, think, I know, I know. But I think that's a sweet quote. I like it. I like it because like it basically shows your children are watching you and they're so they're sponges and like anything you do, they're going to see and they're going to watch. They may not quote unquote listen to you, but they see everything you do. So it goes back to, I hate that quote back in the day of like, you know how they say, do what I say, not what I do. And it's like, "Mm," but most kids do what you do, not what you say. That is so true because having my little nugget, there are times where now he wants to pout and everything else and he'll like cross his little arms and go (laughs) and I can't even say well where'd you get that from because I don't cross my arms because I'm a grown-up but I will hit somebody with a quick (laughs) and it's like I can't even get mad at him because I do it too or he'll do something and hubby will be like that's your child and what do you say to that when you see the reflection of yourself in miniature form it's like all right so now I act like a three-year-old and I need to get my life together so yes they're mirrors it was this cute IG post that I saw and this little girl was just like dancing like all weird and a lady was like isn't it weird when you realize like oh crap that's me in a miniature form and then um she was dancing all weird and then like her husband was like dancing and then they went to a concert and you see her dancing like this and I was like well she get it from you y'all both don't have rhythm (laughs) child listen ma'am ma'am but that brings us to our episodes of today of parenting yay 
But before we get into the meat of the episode, we're going to do it either or. So ladies, either or get paid bi-weekly or once a month. What say you? Ooh, that's a good question. How much is it? It is the same, whether it is bi-weekly or monthly. You put the two bi-weeklies together. Uh, I was going to say, wouldn't it be the same and it's equal? (laughs) This is too cut and dry for you to have a contrarian opinion. Quit being me. If okay, if we're talking my current situation bi weekly or my ideal situation once a month, I'll take ideal situation once a month, obviously. But I will say I I would probably go bi weekly, and that is because I am able to focus my budgeting in smaller chunks. At least it's easier for me to do so. So I'm like, okay, for these two weeks, this, these are our expenses, and this is what I take care of. And the next two weeks, that's how that goes. So I think just for the process and how we budget I think bi-weekly would work better I can understand that Nakai are you a bi-weekly gal or a monthly gal I've had both experiences I know I have both I prefer bi-weekly but I understand monthly like if you are like military or you're a teacher or you work like certain government jobs you literally are month to month yeah so I would say my preference would be bi-weekly I'm with y'all my preference is bi-weekly only because getting paid I've never been paid monthly in my whole employment career and even getting paid bi-weekly on a regular them five-week month be knocking your girl out and I think that I got more money than I do on the other month because you know on the off month you get paid more but then that fifth month you missing out on some things so then you got to save next month for the previous Mm-mm, I'm already backwards and messed up with that as is so getting paid monthly I'll be buying all kinds of stuff and then at the end of the month wondering where my money went just broke asking mom and daddy well I ain't gonna ask mom and daddy for money but we gonna be eating noodles and all the sodium because we broke (laughs) dealing with me But anywho, let's talk parenting. So I know previously you ladies have said that y'all wanted kids. Is that still true? Is that still the situation? Have y'all always wanted kids or is that something y'all still want? How do y'all feel about being parents? I've always wanted children. And I don't know if that's, it's probably more because that's what you are supposed to do when your kids is think about like being a wife and being a mom and all that kind of stuff. But just as I've gotten older, I've I've definitely wanted to have that experience of, you know, carrying a baby to term and actually raising a smaller human being and hoping that that tiny person grows up to make some really incredible change in this world that absolutely needs it. So yeah, I absolutely still want to experience that. Was there ever a point in your life where you debated on whether or not you wanted that to be your journey? Not to say that women in their 30s or 40s should have to think like that because modern medicine has changed. But I know sometimes as we start interrogating our thoughts from the thoughts that society puts on us, that could be a liable question to have. So have you always been steadfast in that? Or have you thought once before, eh, I don't know, kids are for me? No, I've always wanted, I've always been steadfast in that particular thought. I will say though that recently I have had more of a thought like, well, what would my life look like if that didn't happen? And not because I don't want it to happen. But just as of my age and current situation, things haven't happened as naturally as it happens for other people. And so it's definitely been a thought, well, well, what would our life look like?
life look like if we didn't extend a family? And would I be okay with that? How would I feel about that? That's kind of mentally the space that I'm in now. Mm, I totally understand that because before we had my current child, we did have a stillbirth. We had a rainbow baby and it became a time where we were questioning, well, not really questioning, but came to the conclusion, like, we're going to try again, but if it doesn't happen, are we going to go the non-traditional routes of in vitro, egg freezing, that kind of thing? Or are we just going to be cool auntie and uncles and ride this single life thing on out? Nakai, have you always wanted your twins? Or as you got older, has it been a let's knock this thing on out? Or have you second guessed parenthood? What's been your journey? My journey has been, um, no, I have not always wanted want to get, not at all. When I was younger, I was like, no, because um, I think we talked about it like either with you personally or with another friend. But when I was younger, I actually have a younger sister. So when I was, what, a sophomore, freshman, sophomore, she was just born. So that is the best birth control for anybody. If you have to, if you're in high school and you want to go out, you want to hang out, but you got to sit and babysit a newborn and you got to make sure you're awake and stuff like that. That's the best birth control. So I told myself, I don't want children because it's a huge responsibility. Um, responsibility. However, as the years have gone, I'm like, yeah, I want children. I want twins because I want to want it done. And I don't want that true, too much trauma on my body. So I'm like, if I can get twins, perfect. And then I would say I should probably clarify one thing because I know my friends come for me of like, I thought you said you didn't want to have kids. You're correct. I don't want to physically have children, but I do want twins. <laughs> so I want a surrogate to actually house my twins. And then once they're born, I have them. So yeah. So you want to be a parent, but not necessarily be a pregnant woman. Definitely. <laughs> That's the beauty of parenthood because kids come in all day, different shapes, forms, fashion into our lives. So that is a good segue into have y'all thought about your parenting kind of birth situation? Is there any kind of egg freezing in vitro? Now, I know you just said that you're thinking about the surrogate route or that is, you know, from what you kind of see when your only route because ain't no babies coming out of that thing. <laughs> Sunny D, have you given it more of any thought, like how this process is going to happen and occur? Um, aside from just, you know, the good Lord being like, boom, there you go, you're pregnant. Um, that would be ideal. And I've thought about if that, for whatever scientific medical purpose, it wasn't the route that we are able to go, what other options look like. And they've danced in my mind, but I haven't done any actual like research on how much this stuff costs to do like in vitro or to freeze eggs or to find like a surrogate or any of that. I know that those are all options, but I think I'm really deep down in my like heart of hearts, just really hoping that this uterus does what it's supposed to do on its own. <laughs> so, uh, because number one, that's a, a fun way to do it. In my opinion, you know, the practice is great, but I just really want to have that personal experience of growing a tiny person. But I mean, it'll happen the way that it happens. We'll see. That is so true. Um, and the ways that they get here, those pre, well, pregnancy, early pregnancy symptoms, everybody don't have the morning sickness. Some of those symptoms, I look broke. They're a little more uncomfortable. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Dehydration and, you know, expending your guts all the time. That does not seem fun by any means. I'm not lessening any mother's journey 
that that's how it took to get there. But a lot of those steps. No, I'm just like, looking at. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the guy's face when you were saying all that. <laughs> it's cracking me up. I just, I just. Sorry. I, when I say I give my hats off to all mothers, I do, because like you said, to birth a child, you, you're, you, ugh, not ugh, like, ew, but like to birth a child, your body is not yours anymore. This, and I say this in the most loving way, this parasite is taking over. Oh dear. Like it is literally you, you, I don't, I don't know. Like you don't control your body. And then like, I know one of my friends, um, when she was pregnant, the way she, when she sat down a certain way, the baby would like put his elbow in her bladder and she would like sit and be like, ah! and I'll be like, what's going on? What's wrong with the baby? What do we do? And she was like, no, I just got to poke it to move it. And I'm like, Lord help. Cause I would be like the one that you, the baby sat on my bladder. I'm like, crap, now I don't pee. But yeah, girl, that is so true. Because when I was pregnant, once again, parents don't come for us. I'm a parent. I can say this. When I was pregnant, I watched that movie Venom, that uh, Marvel movie Venom. It was so true. I was like, that's what's happening in my belly. That's what's happening. He be hungry. He want to eat. I'll be hungry, but I got to eat because he hungry. He be trying to come out his same, be poking and everything. And ladies and gentlemen, I had a giant baby. He's still big. And he used to put his feet right up against my ribs. And I would literally feel him kicking up my ribs like child and I try to push him and he don't want to move so yeah venom it is like a little parasite we love them they cute little parasites they're like little parasites <laughs> it's fine like I said I'm a parent I can say this it's my child can't nobody else say it but I can say it's about my child but anyway I feel like this next round of my life I, me and my husband we want more kids but I feel like I'm making a whole lot of caveats because I know in today's society people always want to come at you we can older i'm what two three years from being a geriatric pregnancy and everything if the good lord don't see fit for us to have more kids i don't think i'm trying the in vitro route or make a baby in a petri dish like no shade to nobody who does i know motherhood is something that we cherish in society people really want to be parents but I have, I have my one and I'm not trying to go through all of that because I listened to a podcast before and the stress and strife and money it takes to do all that. I ain't got it. I ain't got it. So yeah, that's that's how I feel about this journey moving forward. If it's in the cards, y'all might get another little baby, but it might not happen. Do y'all know what sexes y'all want? Like say y'all get pregnant, Sunny D or Nakai, you find your optimal surrogate. Well, I was going to circle back to something you said about IVF and talk to us and the people. I just think it's like, again, I'm only basing this off three experiences, two with personal real human beings and the other one with off being Mary Jane. But, <laughs> but like the two real human beings that I know who've actually went through this, that was, that was even a toll on their body because you have to take your, you have to give yourself these shots at a certain time or day. And like for one of them, it, kind of like bruised her body you know and so now she has like these extra bruises and it's like I get you want to physically have your kid but I also feel like unpopular opinion there is a there are a lot of children out here that need to be adopted there are children being born every single day that are getting dropped off at fire stations police departments hell they're being left in a hospital because their parents didn't want to be parents right and mm -hmm. now it's like I I get that as a woman, we're 
programmed and to be to say like you're not a mom or that debate like you're not a mom unless you actually have this kid no you're a mom if you you raise a child because raising a child is no easy job and I don't even classify it as a job it's like no easy feat is that a word yep it is that is a okay. word. but yeah because it's like the amount of energy the amount of love the amount of discipline the amount of teaching that goes into raising a kid like you it's a 24-hour job you get you don't get days off when you're sick unless you have a partner or a huge family support you get no days off and especially if you're a single mom you get no days off you get no sick days you get no vacation days lord yeah i better make sure my uh baby daddy got it because i'm be like listen you gotta have these kids kids for two weeks i'm going on the girl's trip deuces and that that's fine that's the vision of labor but to comment on two things you said so in the whole puncture and bruises and everything else before I had a child those women who talked about their mommy makeovers and everything else I used to giggle at them like you so vain no boo I'm over here thinking about this mommy makeover today because your body don't go back I don't care how many crunches you do I don't care how many sit-ups you do I don't care how many relapse around whatever your body don't go back so sometimes what you know working out can't do exercise can't do you need a doctor to Tighten that thing on up. So yes, if you care about them bruises and everything else, like like I said, there is adoption, there is surrogacy, there is all types of things. Because quiet says it's kept. Just because you didn't birth the child don't mean you're not a mother. That is true. But also just because you gave birth to a child don't make you a mother either. Because we all know mm. people. Who... Talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> Mm. Mm. I know y'all heard it in her voice, but Nicole also got the friend of kids. But yeah, these these kids, mm, mm -mm. there's kids everywhere. And I really want to go down my whole Roe versus Wade situation, but we we not going to do it. We not going to do it. Just a little, just a little, please. Girl, you know, you know, it's on the, it's on the tip of my tongue too. Okay. Well, y'all, y'all just hit the tip. <laughs> I mean, I don't really my, like kids. You know, that's my not too. Years, my twelve-year-old came out. Where you been? Wait a minute. It does. That's <laughs> really you. All it takes a tip. Just one little drop. Boop. You could be pregnant. With your oh, next. I thought we yeah. meant for enjoyment. I was like, are y'all playing woodpecker on the Twitter? Like, what are we talking about? Roe versus Wade. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's it. Okay, I'll be really, really quick with this. Um, that pisses me off so much because if quote unquote they overturn it, then that does not give women rights to have an abortion. If you're pregnant, I mean, if you are raped, all these crazy situations, right? Or women. But the thing about it is so crazy is that women of the non-global majority have mm-hmm, mm-hmm. certain access that the women of the global majority don't. Meaning, and I will be very uh, specific on this, is that what is uncommon or probably not public knowledge is that they have access to doctors that are classifying their quote-unquote abortions as miscarriages. So that way, if you have a miscarriage, you have to basically vacuum or suck that fetus out, which is actually 
an abortion just covered up as miscarriage. So the insurance will cover it. And you have a loophole of getting this abortion, which a lot of people don't know that. But it's also if your doctor is in the in crowd, or if you have this doctor, you know, it's like, what's it called? Like your network is uh, your network is everything. Mm -hmm. And it's not what you know, it's kind of like who you know, especially it's who you know, in these times. So if it does get overturned, now you have a whole entire situation that's about to happen that or yeah situation that's about to happen that women who have doctors and stuff in their pockets oh you're okay because you can just hey I have a miscarriage there you go and if you don't have that access and you're forced to have this child that you a may or may not want now you're bringing an unwanted child in this world one and then I just think of the abuse that's gonna happen because you don't want this kid you are going to mistreat this kid and with everything that I know you and I some of the children we work with and some of the populations we work with, we see it all the time, especially the young parents of like, oh, I wanted to have an abortion, but my mom would let me. So now I have this kid. Now this kid is now taken away in this ward of the state because the child has been abused, like kicked, thrown. It's it's a recipe for disaster, in my opinion. Mm. Sunny D, go ahead. I concur with all of those things and I think it is it's one of the things because you have these people who do not have a uterus number one that's making all of this legislation and best believe that when their mistresses get pregnant they will find a way to handle that situation that goes completely against the very legislation that they fought so fucking hard to pass right and it's Mm -hmm. all about keeping poor people poor it's all about keeping marginalized communities where they're at so that there isn't Um, the advancement that we deserve to have and the access that we deserve to have. And I just, I don't even understand how we got to this point where this is even a conversation again, where for whatever reason, women's rights over their bodies don't matter. And and why this is even, why is this even a topic of conversation? Especially when you're having these topics, topics of conversation with people that don't have to go through this and best believe, regardless of, of how many states decide to ban making abortion legal, best believe abortions will still happen uncleanly, unsafely. They will still happen, period. They Women find a way. We're resourceful and sometimes not even in the best ways in, in certain situations. So it's just like Nakai said, it is a full recipe for disaster and um, it ain't looking too great over here in the States. I'll say that much. Right. Because let's be all the way real. It's not just women of the global majority. It's not just um, high school dropouts. It's not just people with a low socioeconomic level who get abortions. Statistics are one in every three or one in every four women has had one. Each woman, each woman has various different reasons for making that decision. But that was hopefully her decision because let's not also paint the picture that it was a woman's decision to have an abortion there are coercion and everything else that is involved in this scenario as well but there are a plethora of women who have had an abortion it's just not talked about it's just not you know spoken about in polite company but this is not something new and uncommon that women go through life happens and fortunately there are ways to terminate situations that you either were not ready for or are not conducive to your lifestyle as it's all that being said I think we all agree that women should have the right to choose what they want to do with their own body meaning one woman should choose what she wants 
to do with her body. Because there are also women who are for the overturning of Roe versus Wade too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this is not totally just the men always want to talk about what women can do with women's bodies. No, no, no. There were women in Gilead too. Let's not forget. <laughs> yeah, I think of um, exactly what you said. Like it's not all men. And that frustrates me because as a woman to have someone tell you what you can and not can't, not even as a woman, just as a human to tell for someone to tell you when you can pee, when you can poop, when you can eat, when you can walk, when you can do this, people would literally flip their shit if that actually happened, right? Think of when Mm -hmm. pandemic started, everybody went crazy. I don't want to wear a mask. You're taking away my rights. It's a mask on your face to protect the global, I mean, your neighbors. Honestly, it's protect yourself if we real be, if we being real. However, the fact that a, in our society, a male has the audacity to even say you can't have an abortion because you were raped. You're 16. You have that kid. You ruin your life. And I'm not saying if you have a child at 16, you'll, your life is ruined. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying if that child is a child, mentally, that baby is not mentally prepared to take care of a kid. Because that baby is a child. Are there exceptions and outliers? Of course. I know some people who had kids when I was in eighth grade and they're amazing moms. They grew up with their children. However, those are more outliers than the norm. Another thing that makes me upset is, and then we can circle back and get back on tangent. I mean, on topic (laughs) is. I mean, technically we on topic, but we can make it lighter. Okay. is if there was true if they really wanted to do quote-unquote population control instead of having it on a woman because to go through an abortion to have that experience to lose a child is not just physically in your body that is mentally your mindful because that is something that they don't talk about is the psychological part of that on top of that why not if we want to do population control boys start jacking off at what 13 14 go ahead and get them a vasectomy it's a 15 minute procedure you good have all the sex you want you can't get pregnant well mm, it's a it's a less chance right it's a snip snip right. and then when you're ready as a male to actually be prepared to be somebody's father Get it reversed. It's another 15 minutes out of your life. I, that's Nakai's message. And I approve this message. <laughs> Girl, in that case, we gonna have a resurgence of them 50, 60, 70 year old parent daddies. Cause them fools ain't trying to have no kids in their 20s, 30s, sometimes even 40. It's gonna be all the long-term daddy granddaddies <laughs> walking up to the PTA meeting and dropping their kids <laughs> off the of kindergarten. <laughs> But that's the point. That is the point, man. Because, and I saw this girl on IG and if I, if I, no, not IG on TikTok. If I find it, I'll send it to y'all. But she made such a great point. She was like, just the shame for women to, it's the shame for women to actually, one, if they get pregnant, right? And they have this kid and they're like, you know, I don't want this kid. I'm giving it away because I want to live my life. I want to be childless. You know, it was a product of rape. I don't want that reminder every day, right? So now you have this shame that, oh, you're a bad mom. Oh, you're not a woman, but a man can impregnate by rape. A man can impregnate a woman and be like, I don't want a kid. I'm dipped. And then you get put on quote unquote child support, which 50, 50, the dude got to be working to get the child support. So if he decides, and I'm going to say one of my friends, I'm using you an example. I'll text you later, girl. Um, (laughs) But like her baby daddy literally 
took jobs where he was getting paid under the table. So he would not have to pay her child support. And then when he did get, or not remarried, when he did get married, the girl, his new wife's paycheck was automatically taken out to pay her child support. And he never told his wife that. So it's like all of this, honestly, if we really want to get to the root of it, let's take men out of the equation. Let's take them out of the Congress and Supreme Courts and everything and put more women in there with the caveat that women actually are, those women are actually fighting for women's rights. Because right now it's not a color issue. It's not a race issue. It's not a he, she, gender, anything issue. It is a right now human issue that you are trying to control the right of a human and what they can decide for their situation because every situation is different and I will say this and I will backing this up hold on hypothetically speaking if I was raped and I was a product of rape not a product of rape but ended up pregnant by a rape I would have an abortion no ands if a buts about it because I think of like again I'm going off tv law and order SVU and like how Olivia her mom kept her but she was drunk because she was looking at her rapist every day that's crazy but to kind of put a boat on this section let's be honest the majority of the issues in this country be it the united states of america are human issues we like to put them in boxes of racial issues economic issues gender issues but if we would just treat all people like people then we wouldn't have all these issues but on a lighter note what kind of kids y'all want if y'all can you know reach in the bucket and pick boy girl boy girl boy or girl what y'all want i want twin boys or for my twins a boy and a girl preferably twin boys i think i'll be a better boy mom yes i'm glad somebody else says it because i always say i want to be a boy mom yeah y'all know having the thought of having a little girl gives me highs they cute Nothing against them. That ain't my ministry, though. Well, I don't want it to be my ministry. I don't need somebody to dress up like me. Da-da-da. Me and my my son got matching Tim. So what y'all <laughs> say? What y'all say? Like I, I just don't want to do. No, you're fine. I just want to be a boy, mom. It's it's cool. I just don't want to deal with a mini me, a mini female version of me. That's a lot. That can come in any package, though. You can have a mini male version of you. Don't act like you ain't spent more than twenty minutes with me and my son together. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh no, could you imagine a male form of Nakai? Oh, he's gonna be ruthless. Oh, but no. it would be more socially acceptable. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I think yeah, I just solidified true. that boy mom even more. <laughs> but Sunny D, what do you want? You strike me as somebody who will want a little girl as we're doing all this little girl slander. Are you <laughs> kidding me? I have this crown and I cannot wait to pass it down to her. It's going to be fantastic. I absolutely want a little girl with the caveat that there's only one of them. I think I only have one good girl in me. Okay. <laughs> I do want boys. Ideally, if I could etch it out myself and the good Lord was like, all right, that's cool. I would do two boys and a girl and have what order? Have the girl sandwiched in the middle because I, I, she needs a, I need her to have a big brother. I absolutely need her to have a big brother. And then my idea is that she'll have a big brother. And then even though the youngest will be a boy, he'll also, he'll be a big boy. So it'll be her big younger brother. Cause that's what I have. I have a big younger brother. My brother is four years younger than me, but he's also six, five. So I have a big younger brother and that's cool. I like it. And she needs one of those too. And I need her to be sandwiched and protected in between. I said that. No, actually 
Luckily, baby May growing up said she wanted a boy and two girls in that order. I know. Oh, shocked me too as an adult. But yeah. And then I said, I always wanted a boy because I can't part straight. I can braid, I can twist, but I can't part straight. And I was like, I don't want no little girl because I don't want to do no little curl hair. I got the longest coily head boy. And I'm still doing braids and twists mm-hmm. and everything. So we make plans and the Lord laughs and like, nope, there you go. So maybe he's the closest to a little girl in some features I'll get. I mean, girl. possibly. No, I absolutely. Absolutely. We, my honey has a niece and she's the only niece with his within his siblings right he has a sister Mm -hmm. he has a brother they all have boys but there's one girl and she was born a day after a day before my birthday so I'm like oh I get a baby for my birthday amen this is great and she's the cutest most chocolatiest thing and I see Mm -hmm. all of because we're the same zodiac sign I'm seeing all of these Pisces traits as a tiny person and I just get to sit back and watch it I said "Mm." (laughs) okay like listen I can see it now (laughs) It's going to be great. I love it. And I adore her immensely. And I cannot wait to have one for ourselves. For sure. I want a little girl. Have y'all thought of birth plans? I mean, Nakai know that, ladies and gentlemen, only Nakai would have a birth plan for a baby she ain't even birthing. You but right. Go ahead. <laughs> it's all preparation, boo. <laughs> Tell us about it. So on brand. So my birth plan, I have two. The initial one is for my surrogate who's going to deliver my twins. She's going to have a doula and a midwife. And she's not going to be flat on her back trying to bring this baby in. We're going to use some what God gave us, you know, gravity. She's going to be in a big old pool at the hospital. Or I'm going to tell them, like, we need to bring this tilt table in from the rehab part. I know that they exist because I used to be in rehab. So bring that tilt table in, strap her in there, bring that baby out. There we go. And then the second birth plan is, ooh, if God gives me a baby, Lord Jesus, <laughs> and I have to birth this baby, I am having a doula, a midwife, and a nay all there. <laughs> it's a nay. <laughs> Did you know about that part? Is that news Did to you? I, no, she has been telling me this. It's- <laughs> Probably since we decided that neither one of us can get rid of the other (laughs) and maybe even before then. So I think she keeps telling me this so that I become more and more okay with it. (laughs) And it's not going to be a shocker, but it's still like you saw, I was like, okay, first wife, wait a minute. (laughs) That's you. (laughs) It still hits me like that. Do you have this surrogate on any dietary restrictions? Because I wouldn't put it past you. Of course. So <laughs> I have two possible now. I just need one of my friends to have one more baby because she said as long as she gets her four, she'll definitely be my surrogate. So I'm waiting on this next one to pop out. But her hubby is like, we're good at three. She wants another one. So I'm trying to persuade him, you know, go ahead and give her her last one. So I can birth my twins. But no, definitely on a definitely, definitely, definitely on a diet plan, like I, a meal plan only because I know how I eat and I don't want to have my little one coming in with all of this. What am I trying to say? Like all these extra toxins 
that can be avoided if you just ate right, you know? Um, but also I know you're going to have certain cravings and things like that. Like if she's craving a pizza at two o'clock in the morning, don't get a pizza at two, two o'clock in the morning. I mean, we'll figure it out. I may have to get up and figure out, hey, I need to cook. Somebody come bake this cake. I mean, bake this pizza at two o'clock in the morning, do something. But um, I know I sound really Caucasian when I said that. <laughs> It's fine. Um, but no, like, I just think like, if you're eating healthier, it helps the body, but it actually helps the baby a lot more. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to be like, you can't have a brownie. No, we can have a brownie. We can have ice cream. Everything's in moderation. Now you're not going to eat all the brownies and get, what is it called? Gestational diabetes. Yes. You know? So we're going to monitor you, but yeah. You went that route. I was more curious if you wanted your surrogate to be vegan or vegetarian. Oh, I would prefer vegetarian, but my friend is not vegetarian and I'm not going to, I mean, you're, you're literally carrying twins for me. I got to give and take and compromise somewhere. So (laughs) you and her husband's a Latino. So yeah, that's, that's not a, yeah. So would you want these to be your eggs or, mm-hmm. ooh, so you've thought about freezing, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You want to talk about this? <laughs> um, I thought about freezing my eggs. Is that how far you've gotten? <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, y'all have been on this journey with us for a while. Y'all know nothing is ever so simple as I thought about freezing my eggs with Nakai. This heifer probably got a whole spreadsheet about places she can go to, how much it's going to cost, like how long they're going to be frozen for, what's the refrigeration process, how much she's going to have to pay per month. So don't let her fool y'all in thinking it's, oh, I thought about freezing my eggs. First of all, I don't sound like that. (laughs) (laughs) Also, keep in mind, that's the only thing she disagreed to. (laughs) Duly noted. That is why I said, would you like to talk? Sunny D, what is your birth plan? Since we can't learn more about Nakai's egg freezing. (laughs) Clearly, that is classified information. I definitely want to have a, like, I really like the idea of doing like a water birth. And maybe that's one of my good friends, his wife had water birth with both of her boys. But I'm also a Pisces and I feel like that's just on brand to have a water birth um so I definitely like the idea of doing that and with that would be like a midwife doula that'll be there by my side and I also like the um you know like Nakai said as far as positioning goes you know you gotta let you know gravity do its thing so definitely being in a position where gravity can help a sister out especially if there's more than one in there I'm gonna need some assistance on on the exit strategy so that's what I've got so far I haven't thought of a birthing plan if it was anything other than my pregnancy so I have no clue what a surrogate plan would look like or what I would want that to be or any of those things we haven't really discussed it but so far that's what I would that's the ideal plan would be a water birth. Yeah. I had a plan with my little guy. I wanted to do a water birth, but then listening to a doctor, he was telling me, you know, for the first child, even though it's it's a small percentage chance that there would be complications, just not having it in the water for the first go round might be best. And then I wanted to do all natural, no medication. I wanted to do it in the squatting position because you know, that's how they did it in the motherland, all this stuff. But I had a high risk pregnancy. It was induced by nature of an induction. It ain't natural. So Mm -hmm. after pushing for a little, yeah, they already have to 
do like Pitocin to speed up the pregnancy. So that knocked out the natural. So I have a problem with that word, especially when it comes to birthing. And I can say this, I'm saying this probably because I haven't had a child yet, but I think in my mind, how I define natural is if you, that baby came any way through you, whether uh they had to cut it open, came through the vagina hole. If it is, if you house this for 10, nine to 10 months, that is natural. <laughs> that is natural. Whether they, they give you something to be like, Hey, we're just going to help this baby out because you know, the baby needs help. That's natural. Everybody takes stuff for headaches. It's natural. I don't care. I know that was a really bad analogy. It was. I'm glad you picked it up. Because I was like, eh, I was with you. And I was even going to say, okay, correct it. I wanted an unmedicated birth. But then you talking about aspirin that ain't natural. So it, it kind of shifted. <laughs> but yes, I wanted an unmedicated birth. But then by the time it clicked in my head, well, y'all don't put all these medicine. Go ahead give me that epidural. Give me, give me that Give me that spinal. Give, give me all of that. Because them checking little inside baseball, if you're squeamish, you might want to fast forward a little bit. You can refuse these. But when you are in labor, they check you. What it usually is like is some man with two of his big old fingers already in something that is swollen, checking to see how much your cervix is dilating. You just better hope they use enough lube. And I'm like, half of that hurts more than these contractions. <laughs> So give me the drugs for your big old man paws. Not man paws. At this point, the only thing that I want above anything, regardless of birthing plans or the type that our children will come to us is whatever keeps me alive and my child alive. I'm going to need y'all to do that. As long as we, you keep us safe and we can go home after this, do what you got to do. That is exactly how my C-section happened because it was a little buddy didn't want to come out. I didn't want to dilate no more. They're like, hey, if we keep on, it's it, it might be you or him. So that's how the C-section came. But in closing this, have y'all thought of what kind of parents y'all are going to be? And I know that is really deep and heavy and probably cannot be summed up in five minutes. But <laughs> can you, I know we're already going to tiptoe this in previous episodes, so a little foreshadowing. Can y'all briefly tell the listeners what kind of parent you hope to be? Don't briefly. everybody go at once. Oh, I thought Sunny D was about to go. That's why I didn't say anything. That's a loaded question. So I'm going to try to sum this up as quickly as possible. I want the type of parent that I want to be is a parent that that parents with empathy and with compassion, as well as understanding and discipline. And I want our kids to, at some point when they're older, and I think, I think Nay said, you said this in one of our episodes past that if at any point our kids need to go or choose to go to therapy or, you know, they're wanting to, um, you know, be, be in control of their mental health, that their issues that they have is not because of something their parents did or didn't do. And I think I'm paraphrasing in the way that you said it. I hope you know what I'm talking about. But oh, yeah. that really struck me when you when you mentioned that, because I'm like, that's a really that's a really good point. And regardless of what type of parenting we have or what type of life that we have, I want to, I just, I want to approach our children and, and my parenting style with grace and with empathy. Yeah. Cause all these little heifers, I'm sorry to cut you off. I was just saying all these little heifers gonna need some parents, some counseling and everything else. I just hope that 
that any issues that I gave them is going to have to be uncovered rather than issues that they came to the couch with. <laughs> That's there. There you go. Thank you. That. Yeah, that was that was pretty profound when you said that. And I was like, put a pin in that. Nakai, what kind of parent do you want to be? Cool mom. No, but I do want to be the cool mom. No, I want to be... <laughs> I want to parent intentionally. Um, And like you said in our last episode, um, understanding why the kid is doing that and like understanding and kind of like, I think of like play therapy of like acknowledging those feelings and allowing that vocabulary to be able to um, expand. So then they have the words to tell me what's going on. Um, But I really want to parent intentionally, but with patience. Because mm. I know my brain and how I work and I'm more patient with children than I am with adults. But I have to know like my child will be an adult one day. And at that point, they'll know, oh, that's just mom, whatever. But when they're little, I want them really to explore. And like another part of my parenting, I really want to homeschool. I won't be teaching them homeschool, but I want them homeschool <laughs> with a homeschool teacher. And I really want them to travel kind of like one of the uh, moments of melanation that we talked about last time when you were like oh this mama did a book report they just traveling around I'm gonna be that mama like okay we're going to Italy for the next two months okay this is what we're learning in Italy I need a book report and then like I had this like little weird vision but like um every December we would go somewhere since we really don't celebrate Christmas then in order for us to go the beginning of the year the kids get to pick out like three different places that they would want to go and so throughout the year they'll like research and everything and like mid-July we'll like have a family meeting they'll all present their cases and then we get to pick (laughs) which one we want to go and that's where we'll go in December so I just had this visualization Nakai on the couch and twins with like PowerPoint presentations on whatever their destination is for and why they're why they're pitching such a such destination that (laughs) That is foreshadowing I think it is forgot the dad next to me though because this ain't gonna be a single little thing well that's true he's probably Mm -hmm. he's probably getting like popcorn and making sure the tech is set up we don't eat popcorn i don't eat popcorn popcorn. it's corn that's popcorn interesting i'm just asking if we can like do this as a dual family because you know we're all about trip and experiences over things and we already we already said like he's gonna have a lot of trips for christmas rather than like all all these gifts now he's yeah just now at the age where he can appreciate trips and homeboy loves a plane he was just talking about earlier that he need to get on the plane so he's gonna have all the stamps side note do you know they're starting to go away with doing stamps in your passport yes i do and they started this a few years ago when i went to toronto and it was the first time i was gonna get a stamp because i'd only used my passport on cruises which they don't stamp for that but when we flew into toronto and i had my stuff ready to go and I went to a machine and they scanned it and then there was like okay go and I'm like fuck is my stamp I, I didn't have this passport for 10 years and I'm gonna stamp I was livid yes I was I was livid as well well I ain't gonna say I was livid that's a bit harsh I was disappointed no, I was really <laughs> when I found that out but yay I am all for you know insert last name insert last name dual family vacation y'all, y'all can't know our last name aha <laughs> I was gonna say I've been saying that for years I I love the idea of doing like a family trip for Christmas or for Thanksgiving or something at the end of the year in lieu of toys that they're going to lose and break 
like and get over with come February. I was just gonna say nothing makes my type A minus ish because I don't think I'm really type A, but nothing makes my type A ish mind so er than when baby boy either breaks or loses pieces of toys. It 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 burns me up. I'd be like, you ain't gonna have no toys. <laughs> Because your mama can't handle losing pieces. I was just going to say, I am so here for the dual family trip. Like, how cool would that be for all of our families to go on a trip? The kids get to play. They're all best friends. And that's it. Then it's a tri-family trip. Tri-family trip. Try. <laughs> Trifecta. <laughs> Three, three stooges. Three musketeers. Hey. Not okay. three stooges. I was like, can we be musketeers? Musketeers. We have vagina. I don't want to be a musketeer. They're men. Are they? Are they though? You know, at these days, I don't know. They're they. Stop. <laughs> you want to act up. Wear condoms. Don't overturn Roe versus Wade. Think about how you're going to bring the kids in the world before you bring them in. Cool beans. All right. You heard it first. So thank you so much, Nate. That was like so amazing. And I'm just like so appreciative of you, appreciative of you because you are such an amazing parent. And I already told you this before that you, obviously we talked about you going to be in there when I have birth, if I have birth, but you're going to be alone the journey because you're going to be my mommy mentor. And with that, I'm so happy because just like your little man, um, I'm excited because you're going to teach my little ones about their self-worth, self-love and self-belief and understanding and loving themselves. And so with that, we have a word from our sponsors new splash new splash our sponsors have a new name they were sure refinement but now they are the grass is green on the other side so now brie take it away hey beautifuls this message is brought to you by the grass is greener on the other side where we help women who have anger sadness and shame from being cheated on learn how to heal and take their power back so they can regain confidence restore their peace and attract the life of their dreams we can be found on ig at brianna underscore latrice that's spelled B-R-I-A-I-N-A underscore L-A-T-R-I-C-E. And for all of the Where's My Blueprint podcast listeners, we're offering free 15-minute discovery calls. So if you're ready to regain and restore that self-love, self-worth, and self-belief back in yourself, shoot me a DM for a free discovery call today. Because my motto is, honey, leave that cheater and find your peace. If you're interested in joining my new course, Rejection is Redirection, using your past as a reference, not a residence, you can email me at affairrecoverycoach at gmail.com or you can shoot me a dm at brianna underscore latrice see you on the call thank you brie for that sponsorship and that code so today ladies we are doing our segment that we do every week of moments of melanation moments of melanation Today for Moments of Melanation, we are highlighting Anthony Anderson. And if y'all don't know who he is, he's an actor. He played on the show Blackish. He was Zoe's dad on Grownish, which was a spinoff of Blackish. And he played his other stuff, but that's really where I know him from. So there we SVU. go. SVU. The new ones? He's coming back, but he started in SVU. And now since Blackish and Grownish are, well, Blackish is off, he's coming back to SVU. What was he in SVU? Girl, I don't know. Just look at IMDb. I just know okay. when the commercial said he was coming back. Oh, okay. Well, apparently SVU, so excited about that too. 
<laughs> he was also in Romeo Must Die. He was. He was the one that got beat up by uh Jet Lee. Jet Lee. <laughs> so actor Anthony Anderson and his son graduated from Howard University together this year. I think that's so freaking fascinating and amazing because he's showing his son a powerful lesson of like never give up, give up on your dream. So he throughout the process, you know, he's an actor, he's doing his thing, but he never got his degree. So he wanted to show his son like no matter what you can finish your dreams like go after your dreams and don't let it stop you and so I love that because not only is he showing his son like hey you can live your dreams and if this is part of your dream just go out and get it because we all know I my degree does not have a date at all it just says Nakai graduated from this school congratulations give her a job it don't even say give me a it says pay me back but yeah so ladies what do you think about that I absolutely love the fact that it is not a um, degree. I like that they actually constructed a curriculum and granted he took, he had four years to do one year and it was tailored for him. But you know, like Nakai said, it takes you however long it takes you. Fun fact, my mom went back to school to finish her bachelor's when me and my brother was in college. So we all didn't go to the same college, but at one point, all three of us were in college together. So I kind of can relate to this. It's so funny when you call your parent and they're like, I'm doing homework. How do you do this homework? It's the cutest thing. Frustrating at the time, but the cutest thing in the world looking back or when you talking to your parent about how you shouldn't spend all of your residual money on foolishness because you got to pay it back. And then at the end of the semester, your parent talked about, man, I shouldn't have spent all that money that I got for residuals because now I got to pay it back. Yeah. So I love this story. I love all our stories, but I love this one. But even then, I love it even more, especially like what you just said of like your mom and like how all y'all were in school at the same time. It really goes to show how much parents really, I'm gonna say this, how much good active parents really give up for their children. Like the fact that your mom was like, you know, when my kids come first, let me get them to college and then I will pursue my goals. Like that, you, your mom just literally, and I love that she didn't give up. She just put it on hold. Cause I think that's a whole entire topic that don't we don't really discuss as being women or in parents is that they actually put stuff on hold or give up. My mama had us in her 30s. She way long gone put that degree down before we was even thought about. (laughs) So she ain't caused nobody's dream. We actually were the one talking her into it, encouraging her to go back to school because she was like... I had my chance. I ain't won't do it. I ain't gonna do it. So it's we talked her into the degree, but continue. That's cool. You just though. throw your mama under the bus. Because uh, we we ain't saying false narratives on this here. Where's my blueprint, Paul? Podcast. I think that's cool that you guys encouraged her to do that, even after so many years that she thought that that wasn't really in the cards for her. I think that's cool. But I love the fact that Anthony was able to to go back to school and go to school with his son, and they kind of do that together. And I think one of the lessons that is great for parents to teach kids, but I think people in general can really like pull from is just that there's no age limit to any of the things that you decide or desire to accomplish. There's college age, but college is for all ages, right? Like that's just secondary schooling. That's just higher education. And there's no age limit, honestly, to when that happens. So being able to have a really successful career for as long as he's had it, you know, late 90s, early 2000s somewhere in there to one of his biggest and longest running roles on Blackish, having a really successful career as long as he's had and still took the time to go 
to school and do that for himself teaches an incredible lesson for his son to actually witness for him to do. So I think that that's amazing. I think that's a, that's pretty dope. Right. Because kind of like you insinuated, we're supposed to be lifelong learners. And if you're a lifelong learner, it doesn't stop when you hit 21, 22, 23, 24. Like there's always more you can learn about your career. You can learn about yourself or you can just learn about the world in general. So listeners never stop learning, never stop getting the degrees, never stop getting the certificates, never stop putting yourself in a better position than you were yesterday. Absolutely. Well, with that being said, ladies, we end every podcast with an affirmation. And today's affirmation is every day I smile when I look in the mirror because I am constantly changing and growing into this beautiful person I work hard to be. And that was by none other than our very own Nakai. So everybody give her her snaps and clap, snaps, snaps, clap, 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 snap, snap, snap. Well, you guys, that ends our episode, our inaugural episode of our mini parenting series. Join us next week as we talk more about parenting and maybe some of our journeys of parenthood. Teaser, 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 teaser. But until then, you can subscribe to us on all the things, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Red Circle. Be sure to check all of my hilarity and thoughts and my opinions on the Where's My Blueprint pod website in the blog. But until then, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Adios. Peace out.